Hello, and welcome back to the October episodes. My throat just made a weird noise. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> Does anyone else's voice ever do that? Like, if you've if you've drank something or, like, eaten something, and then, like, a little, like, frog in your throat will be like... Hello and welcome to Bites of History with Irene Walton. I'm your host, Irene Walton. And we have another spooky October episode where we are going to be talking about the most haunted restaurants in the United States. And boy, oh boy, are they scary. I don't want to go. I do want to go. I'm fully lying. I want to go so bad. Let's get into it. Have you ever wondered how it made it to your table? Have you ever wondered how it made it to your shelf? of history with Irene. Before we get into our episode, there are of course some people we have to thank. All of my patrons, thank you guys so much for people who have been there for years and for people who just came in last week. It means a lot to me. It is such a show of support and really, really is special to me. So thank you for doing that. I would also like to thank Katie Harshman for the $10 Venmo donation. That was really, really sweet, so thank you for that. That's the money I use to buy me a little coffee while I research my episodes, because I like to get out of my house when I can to uh, write those. So thank you very much, Katie. And of course, we're going to thank our sources, Thrillist.com, Foodnetwork.com, TheInfatuation.com, ThirstyMag.com, Redbook.com, and Muriels.com. You guys, this is a fun episode. Now... I want to make it clear. I totally believe in ghosts and the paranormal and all of those like kind of woo-woo ideas. I believe in them. Granted, I haven't had too, too much experience with them. Like, I don't believe I've ever seen a ghost. But I do believe that I used to watch far too much TBS and E! Network in October. And so I absorbed too much of that information. No, I I really like all joking aside, I do believe that there's other stuff out there than just what we can see, you know, immediately in front of us. Scientists still don't even fully know how the brain works or how, you know, where the oat, like what's in the ocean? Who am I to be like, no, there's no ghosts. So... That's my stance. And also it's fun and spooky and we're in the season to talk about it. So even if you don't believe, maybe you'll just get a kick out of it. Maybe you'll get maybe you'll get to make fun of people like me who do. We're going to be talking about the most haunted restaurants in the United States. And there are quite a few. One of these haunted restaurants I apparently worked at. The Formosa Cafe in Hollywood, California. I do not know... If the person who wrote this article just doesn't have like the proclivity for old time Hollywood stuff that I do, because I would venture to say that the Formosa is not haunted. It's just very old. And I do think that like with old photos and old like little artifacts and trinkets and stuff, I think that that can feel haunted because it is such a relic of the past. But my experience was never being haunted. I didn't have Frank Sinatra, you know, whisper in my ear that I was hot as much as I would have loved that. But some people think it's haunted. So that's fine. That's good for them. There are so many cool stories that come out of the Formosa. You know, Frank Sinatra and Marilyn Monroe used to hang out there together. Elvis Presley gave one of the waitresses a pink Cadillac. Like very, very cool old history, old Hollywood stuff. I love it. I loved learning about that and being in the same place that that all happened. 
But yeah, in my experience, I did not, I did not have any hauntings. However, the people who do have hauntings say that it is the ghost of Bugsy Siegel, who was a like old timey gangster who used to run business out of the trains. Like uh, the Formosa has a, a train car, an old, old Pacific uh, train car. And they turned it into like, you know, more seating, et cetera. And apparently Bugsy Siegel used to work out of there. And people have have mentioned that they have heard Bugsy bossing them around or at, get telling them to move out of the way, things like that. So I never got to experience it. Maybe I'll have to go back and see if I do. So while I never experienced a haunting at the Formosa Cafe, maybe just some horrifyingly tricky customers. <laughs> I love the idea that an old Hollywood apparition is kind of perambulating about the premises. And if you're wondering why I tried to sneak that word in so casually, it's because I was listening to uh, an episode of Criminal the other day. She had somebody on who used the word perambulate, which means to like leisurely walk about. And I was like, well, I have to use this at some point. So now I did. And now I challenge you to also use the word perambulate. Let's move on. I'm so sorry. I was I love vocabulary. We are going to move on to our next haunted establishment, and that is going to be in Fenton, Michigan. Are any of my listeners from Fenton, Michigan or anywhere around there? If you are, leave in the comments if you think you know what I'm going to be talking about. We are going to be talking about the Fenton Hotel Tavern and Grill. From what I can tell and from what I gathered, this is not like a super scary murderous ghost situation where it's giving very much Casper vibes or like drunk Casper vibes, I should say, which I love the idea of. It's this cool 162 year old building and there are two ghosts who are there. Apparently there is one, his name is Emery and he used to be the custodian at one point in time. And he passed away, but still lurks the halls, cleaning and clanking about, which I love the idea of a custodian who just loved their job so much that they come back to continue doing it. And then there's also the mysterious man at Table 32 who haunts the tavern customers by adding a Jack and Coke to their bill whenever they order. (laughs) It has been reported multiple, multiple times that at this particular table, when orders get brought out, there will always be a Jack and Coke that mysteriously ended up on the tab. And the people who are there are like, we never ordered this. And the waiter or waitress is like, oh my gosh, no, you didn't. It's the man at 32. So those are two kind of like kind of kookier, like silly ghosts, which I I love the idea of a ghost who's like, can I just get a drink? <laughs> I'm in purgatory over here. Can I get a fucking Jack and Coke? So yeah, if you've been there, let me know. You guys, for this whole episode, if you've been to any of these places, please, please tell me about it and what your experience it was because I love hearing like firsthand accounts. So our next haunted restaurant is in Portland, Oregon at Old Town Pizza and Brewing. You guys, this one actually like sort of gives me chills because it's like such a sad, intense story. So trigger warning if you don't want to hear about it. But I'm guessing if you clicked on this episode, you're interested. Old Town Pizza and Brewing opens in 1974, and it is in the lobby of what is like a very, very old hotel. So the ghost that we know at Old Town Pizza and Brewing is a woman named Nina. Uh, It's spelled Nina, but it's pronounced Nina. And apparently she was one of the women who worked at the hotel. She got, unfortunately, murdered, and she was thrown into an elevator shaft and left there to die, uh, which is very upsetting. 
And she even apparently carved her name into a brick in the elevator shaft before she passed, um, kind of leaving her mark on this establishment forever. What we come to find out is that she is didn't even have to leave her mark, seeing as she's still around. The elevator shaft, which she was found in, actually became a booth for patrons to sit in, reportedly being a lot colder than the rest of the restaurant. Um, Nina is actually reported being seen in all black very often around the premises. One time, uh, a delivery driver got so scared because he kept seeing this ghostly woman in black that he asked to be taken off the delivery route. Many patrons have said that they've smelt the perfume of a woman, but there's nobody around them. So there's like a certain scent that wafts by very quickly when Nina walks by you. It also needs to be said that Old Town Pizza and Brewing is built on top of something called the Shanghai Tunnels, which is a series of underground tunnels where a lot of like shady stuff used to go on. So I do think that that's definitely part of the air of this like haunted vibe um, because, yeah, Nina is Nina seems scary enough, but uh, I'm sure being on top of a lot of old scariness is also <laughs> is also ripe for the feeling of being haunted. So that's our Portland, Oregon establishment at Old Time Pizza and Brewing. I am very curious how the pizza is, though, uh, because it looked delicious. Oh, this one, I wish, I wish chills made a noise because you guys would have just heard like going down my whole spine. This one is Cuckoo Banana Town, USA population. Get me out of this restaurant. Bitch. Okay. This one is from the cruise room in Denver, Colorado. This one is so scary. Okay. So the cruise room in Denver, Colorado is Denver's oldest bar opening in 1933 post-prohibition. <sighs> now, many bartenders that have worked at this establishment have been reported saying that they have served a man who is wearing an old postal worker's uniform who comes in and he orders a beer and he drinks the beer. And all the while, he's muttering to himself, the children. I, I I have to get the gifts to the children. The, the children. I have to get the gifts to the children. Says this the whole time. Drinks the beer and leaves. Now, when the bartender goes to collect the beer glass, it's still full. full. So to uncover this story a little bit, there was a postal worker who was driving from Denver, Colorado to Central City, Colorado to deliver presents to children, and those presents never came. Now, come the spring, when the snow cleared up, a postal worker's body was found in a ditch next to a bunch of presents for children. So, if that's not terrifying to you, I don't know what is. <laughs> I do not know what is. Okay, this one I want to believe so badly, but it it seems a little too far-fetched. LOL, I like fully believe that this postal worker is a ghost, but I'm like, I don't know about this one. So we're in Baltimore, Maryland at the Horse You Came In On Saloon, and it is apparently super haunted by a ghost whose name I'm not going to tell you just yet. But the evidence that they use to like talk about the hauntings are... You know, glasses being thrown off the shelves and um, cupboards being opened and closed without anybody there and swinging on chandeliers, just like a general ruckus of sorts. 
And they call this ghost Edgar because it's apparently the ghost of Edgar Allan Poe. Now, could this fully be true? Why not? Could be. Um, they assume that it's the ghost of Edgar Allan Poe because this was his like neighborhood bar that he was at very often. This was also the bar in which he was found stumbling in front of completely delusional a couple days before he passed away. So it fully could. For for some reason, my brain doesn't want to believe this one, but Listen, I've never been there, but I can tell you for sure that Baltimore has a very haunted vibe anyway. So I, you know, it's not the most insane thing I've ever heard that the ghost of Edgar Allan Poe is at this bar that I'm sure also serves like a party platter. (laughs) Okay, we have two more. This next one is very sad. (laughs) So at Shaker's Cigar Bar in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, there are apparently two ghosts. One is the ghost of an eight-year-old little girl. Keep that in mind. She's eight. She's a little girl. One is the ghost of a 20-something young lady. Now, they have very different vibes. (laughs) Elizabeth is our eight-year-old little girl ghost who apparently fell off of an apple tree that she was climbing on the premises of this bar years and years, like in the 1800s. And so she passed away and she does very little girl ghost things. She hides in bathroom stalls and sticks her little feet out. Apparently she runs in the halls and giggles. Terrifying, but what you would expect an eight-year-old ghost to do. Now, Molly, our, uh, I think it was late teens, early twenties, our young lady ghost who apparently got murdered for knowing too much, uh, whatever that means. It's heartbreaking. And she haunts a couple of rooms of which her like ghostly messages are hallucinations. So she makes it seems she makes it seem like the walls of your room are on fire and that there's water gushing from the ceiling. So she gives very like intense vibes. Understandably so. She she was taken from us far too young for I'm sure a reason that was not legitimate. So I could see why she's upset that those those are our two little lady ghosts. And I am scared of both of them for different reasons. <laughs> and the last restaurant that we're going to be talking about today in the most haunted restaurants in the United States is Muriel's in New Orleans, Louisiana. Now, my understanding of New Orleans is that it's a pretty haunted, kind of spooky, eerie place anyway, in beautiful ways and kind of scarier ways. I have never been. I've always really, really wanted to go. One of my good girlfriends, Sadie, who's the co-host of Goddess Hangs, the podcast, she went and she does a really in-depth like discussion on all the spooky stuff she went to go see in New Orleans. So you guys can check out that episode there if you're just more curious about like the the kind of witchiness and ghostliness that's in New Orleans. You can check that out. But what we're going to be talking about today is Muriel's, the restaurant which came up in every single bit of research that I did. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it's probably the most haunted restaurant on our list. The restaurant itself dates back to 1718, which is such a long history that some stuff is bound to happen. But the one thing that seems to be consistent throughout every story I've read about this place is the ghost himself. His name is Pierre-Antoine Lepardi-Jordan, and he was a former owner of the restaurant who 
loved this place, put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into it. And he also really loved his home that he built, I think, from scratch. Some people said he renovated it. Some people said he built it himself. He was really, really proud of it. So one day in 1814, our owner, Pierre, was playing a poker game on the second floor of the restaurant. And he bet his house and he lost his house. Upon losing, he commits suicide where he's standing on the second floor of Muriel's restaurant. Apparently, he appears in the hallways and around the restaurant as like a glittering light. And he's known for moving things around like crazy. Um, There's actually every single night there is a table set up for him with flatware and silverware and wine and bread. Uh, Just just apparently so he knows that he's always welcome and the place is like still his. I would really love to see that one day. I think that would be so interesting. Um, But yeah, so so those are our most haunted restaurants in the United States. And I just want to take a second to say, like, obviously, some of the themes in this episode were a little bit heavier. And you guys know, I try to keep this podcast really light and lighthearted. And sometimes that's just like, not always the case of what we're talking about. Um, So like, you know, murder beside none of that is a joke I do not think it is a joke but I think the folklore that we've established around these stories in particular can bring some people some joy even some comfort so that's why I wanted to share that with you today thank you guys so much for tuning in to this week's episode of bites of history I cannot wait to take a bite out of history with you next week when we talk about something secret I'm not going to tell you quite yet Is it because I'm not sure? Who knows? (laughs) Please make sure that you guys check out the Patreon. You can join for only $2. That is right there. And it would mean so much if you guys liked this video, commented down below, and subscribed to my channel. I put out two videos every single week, a podcast and a food something. So just come in. Come join. It's a nice little place. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of laughs. I will talk to you guys next time. I'll see you on Friday. Goodbye. (laughs)